Yes, folks. Welcome to episode two of the Fundamental Wisdom Podcast with your host, Coach Bart K. On this podcast is where we ask the questions you want the answers to, discuss the ideas that matter in order to aid your journey ascending to your highest self. We have practical discussions to aid you in leveling up physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. On this episode, I'm honored to be joined by a prominent figure in the health and fitness community, a master of supplementation and alternative health, a young but wise king. Please say hello to Wouter from Time To Be Better. Wouter, how are you doing, man? Hey, man. So good to be here. I'm doing very well. I'm so glad to be on this podcast as one of your first guests. It's truly an honor. So happy yeah. to be here. I'm happy to have you on. So how are you doing today? I know it's the morning and you're in the Netherlands right now. So what, right. what time have you? Yeah, it's uh, 8 a.m. here, but for me, that's not that early, actually, because I'm really uh, an early morning person, and I typically wake up between 4 and 5 in the morning. 4 and 5, and I know you hit the gym right as soon as you wake up, right? Yeah, pretty early, um, because I like to avoid the crowds mm. um, of people, and I also just like to get it out of the way, because I found in the past just through experience that if I go uh, after my work or after my studies, there's just less uh, energy for it. There's more a chance for me to use an excuse not to go. Hmm. And when I go up and I say to myself, this is the first thing I do in the morning. I, yeah, there's always enough energy to go, right? Yeah, getting that kind of challenge as well out of the way in the morning, you know, I feel yeah, exactly like it sets you up for the day. You're, you know, thinking yeah. like, well, I got, you know, well, I know we all enjoy the gym, but I guess you could say it's the the hardest part of the day. So getting that out of the way <laughs> definitely sets you up for the day. So that's good, man. Right, right, right. So now let's dive into your beginnings. Where did time to be better come around from? Were your beginnings humble? How was your journey into health and fitness? Your journey with calisthenics? I want to hear a little bit about the history and your biography. Yeah, I guess we can go back all the way to 2014. This is when I started studying. Um, so I moved out of my parents' house because they lived too far away from my university. Mm. Uh, so I moved to Delft. I started living on my own. And uh, in the beginning, I was pretty much... a uh, like an average student, a little bit of a degenerate, to be honest, <laughs> doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of partying, doing a lot of drinking, and um, yeah, that obviously had a a terrible impact on my health. I was not sleeping well. I knew nothing about nutrition. I I was just worried mostly about in the beginning to save as much money as possible. So I was buying really shitty food. Yeah, but um, yeah, over time. Um, I just wanted to look better. I didn't like the way I was looking in the mirror. Also, because, you know, maybe the the reason is a bit shallow, but I thought, hey, the ladies probably like like it, you know? <laughs> it's like a I recurring mean, story, man. It's every single <laughs> time. It's like, yeah, went to university. I was eating shit. I was drinking and doing whatever, you know, on the side. And so just to reel that back, um, this is going to be two different extremes, but did you find yourself in like that skinny crowd or were you perhaps a little bit overweight with regards to uni or 
how how did how did you look how did you feel a little bit i was always a skinny guy but when i started drinking i became that skinny fat guy you know yeah. and the worst thing is i'm really tall so yeah. i was just like this scrawny but very tall guy you know like the pencil mm -hmm. dude and i didn't want to be that guy anymore <laughs> i was like this is not a good look you know you cannot be two meter tall and weigh 70 kilograms it's just not a good look mm -hmm. so i was yeah. like this just gotta change i gotta be more like um be as broad as i'm tall basically you know mm -hmm. and just just become a, a big guy and i think there will be a better look so mm -hmm. that's how i kind of got started but in the beginning um i was doing it very half ass mm -hmm. over time i i really developed a, a love for it but i i still didn't know what i was doing and the results weren't really there right so because i was not doing the right stuff so so I started just, to... uh, sorry now to interrupt but just to touch on that what is not the right stuff did you find yourself in like the stereotypical gym bro diet or were you just you know buying you know protein powder thinking that that's going to make you massive or how did that look for you like the the beginnings of this health and fitness journey the beginning was just there's no schedule like no program to what i'm doing i just go into the gym and I'm like what do i like to do which machine is free kind yeah. of this attitude uh, there's no method to it and also i was not aware of any anything of nutrition i was still just eating whatever my parents basically taught me to eat mm. um and and so this was like uh, in the morning I was eating some cereal and then usually during the day a lot of bread, like mm. sandwiches, you know, that's a really typical Dutch thing. Yeah. <laughs> and in the evening it's like pasta. Um, but yeah, it was just, I wasn't thinking about nutrition and there was no method to my working out. And I saw other guys in the gym having good results and I thought, why, why is it not working for me? And that's when I started to do the research because you're like, why is it not working? Mm. And then you start, you know, using the internet and you start saying, hey, Google, why, why is this not working? <laughs> and then that's how I started to, you know, bring more. I started to think about nutrition, started to think about uh, working out. And in the beginning, this was really um, just the most popular YouTube channels. Like you said, I started to say to see like, Okay, you gotta you gotta buy some protein powders. Mm. And you gotta eat oatmeal for uh, for breakfast, yeah. uh, and then like chicken and uh, rice and broccoli, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. And I started doing that, and actually, I did see results. Um, and one of the things I remember is a guy that said, "If you want to be big, you gotta eat big." Mm. So I was eating like a, a maniac. And at, at some point I was weighing, I think about 105 kilograms. So I was so like, you, that's 35 kilos you gained. Yeah. But I was, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I was really, uh, <laughs> like there was no definition anymore on my body. I didn't actually look muscular. Also, I like when I had my clothes on, I look very muscular because I was just, everything was filled up. I remember my clothes were not fitting anymore. I had shirts. And if I just do this, like to do the lat spread, basically, mm -hmm. you can feel like the clothes are about to rip in the yeah. middle of uh, like the back. 
so I knew I was getting size, but when you took the clothes off, you didn't really um see like the the cool mm. bodybuilder definition. Oh, you fell into the trap essentially, from what I'm hearing, of just listening to kind of like the well, steroid users telling you to eat six meals a day, eat massive, eat big train this sort of way. I know you're going to get big, you're going to get big, but instead you went on this gigabulk and lost all sorts of definition. And I, I, when you gain, well, let me ask you, like, did you gain a bunch of fat then? Or how was, how was that look? I was still not really a fat guy. I've never been a, a really fat guy, but there's this like, uh, maybe like 20% body fat. 20%, uh, yeah. And there's obviously a lot of health complications that, you know, come with raising that body fat that not many people talk about which is why obviously now I imagine you don't recommend like going on this giga bulk of just stuffing your face. So no. how did you feel when you were 105 kilos? You're saying that you felt good in clothes, but without clothes, it wasn't really there. How about the like health side of things? Because the question, the follow-up question is going to be, you know, what led you to kind of stray away from that like common mainstream fitness advice? Oh, protein powders, dry chicken breast, rice, broccoli, six meals a day, gain weight, gain weight, gain weight to this kind of more alternate, you know, holistic side of health. So how did it go from that to this? Yeah. So actually I did get a lot stronger during that time. Like I, I got crazy strong uh, in a short amount of time. But um, the reason I started doing it in the beginning was yeah, more, uh, more for the looks actually. Mm. And not really for this. I was never really a, strength uh or power lifter mm. um i was doing it more for the aesthetic uh side of things and so i wasn't really happy where i was at like i i thought i had gained a lot of muscle but he couldn't see it and i was like what is the point uh, if i if i have all this muscle but i can't see it um so that's why i decided at that point I couldn't really figure out how to how to make a change myself. So I at that point I hired an online coach actually. Oh. Um and that online coach was gonna help me cut down to a six pack. I was like, I once in my life I want to really have that, you know, that six pack look. And he's gonna help me with it. And he what he basically did is I never saw him face to face. He just sent me voice messages and emails with uh, um, a meal plan and uh, a training plan. Please tell me at the very minimum, it was like personalized and tailored to you or. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's what, but never having a face to face with the client. Uh, don't know about that one, but just to touch on this, I, I didn't know that you've worked with someone in the past. How was it working with someone like, as you know, you went from beginner to like perhaps being a bit lost and confused on taking the next steps. How was it, you know, now investing that, you know, time and money into someone else? How was it working? Was it beneficial? Did you get that six pack? Did you learn something new? Yeah. So actually it did work. Um, his program was very strict, very strict. Mm. Um, like his diet was, the diet he gave me was very strict. There was very little variation it was literally chicken or white fish boiled uh vegetables and in the morning it was usually 
oatmeal with water and um whey protein yeah and this and basically those there's nothing outside of this food there was no milk no dairy um no beef yeah that was okay so and it worked okay it worked in the sense that i lost a ton of weight um, yeah <laughs> also i had to do a lot of cardio also yeah, uh, yeah. it's basically five five days a week of cardio or six days like he basically said okay you have to do cardio actually every day for so many minutes and then a heartbeat above like this for so many minutes and on the days you train you also had to do cardio so the on the days you were weightlifting you also had to do extra cardio afterwards and um it worked all right i lost 15 kilograms and i was like if i look back at the pictures my face looks like a more like a skull like really mm. you know depleted yeah 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 uh, not a good look but the definition was surely there okay mm. but did i feel healthy no yeah dude oh it's it's funny you say because it definitely sounds a bit like my story so yeah same with the university same with just want to look better for girls and for me then it was uh lockdown came about and i was quite fat so then you know i wanted to lose weight lose definition and i essentially went on that same kind of starvation diet mm. that, uh, we now know is just completely just pushing things to the extreme and you know there's an easier way to do this and just to look better but more importantly feel better because i don't yeah. know about you but when i was cutting down i was on 1200 calories a day that's uh, at the end of the diet now but i was like shredded like you couldn't even grab my like there was nothing no fat just shredded i have a couple of pictures on my on my instagram but it was 1200 calories and it was essentially just like a bowl like this big you know the size of my head of like spinach and just dry chicken mm. and you know just like essentially just prolonged fasting but with that came so many health issues that i didn't realize you know in the like back in the day so at first i was thinking you know oh to look a certain way you have to pay a certain price you know i know that my you know i oh yeah i have a little bit of ed but you know i'm shredded you know that comes with being shredded or you know i have this brain fog oh that's just because i'm shredded or you know i have like like for me a big thing was binge eating disorder then when i was coming out of that starvation diet uh, did you ever have to deal with with something like that not really like i was, sometimes i did some cheating on the diet because i thought his rules were ridiculous but yeah. uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> but never that never that bad because i was i was really dedicated but you know when i think back on it that diet is just so uh, devoid of nutrients. Yeah, dude, like, fair enough, chicken, right? Chicken breast, eh. Yeah, it was chicken uh, breast. <laughs> uh, like, chicken breast, eh, but chicken, chicken's all right. You know, you can yeah. do do good with chicken a couple of times a week. Yeah. White fish, I'm guessing it was some sort of tilapia. Or yeah, 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 yeah. tilapia. So, dude, yeah. I don't know if you know, uh, most of that is from Vietnam um and it's just raised you know it's it's farmed like it's it's essentially mm -hmm. like a factory farm it's manufactured fish 
I used to eat a lot of that as well uh, when I was in the Netherlands for quite a bit because you can get it there. <laughs> Um, but after, you know, I went down the rabbit holes of nutrition and like holistic health and all of that, um, it just, it's disgusting. If you saw how it's, you know, raised and reared and essentially manufactured, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's some of the most polluted water. So that goes to show that, you know, a fitness coach or health coach, personal trainer doesn't necessarily mean that they know anything about nutrition. Sure. You're going to lose a bunch of weight, but it's not about just losing that weight or looking a certain way. It's about how you feel. And, you know, if you have 100%. a good body, but something's off in the brain, especially with your hormones, you know, it's uh, it's not really the way to do it long term. Um, no. A question from that is how long did you last in this phase of, you know, just cutting down, eating this gruel of oatmeal and white fish um, and oh. how did you come out of that? So yeah, this program took about three months mm. and then I reached my, my goal and I was very happy with the like aesthetic results, uh, but not really with how I was feeling. And mm. I was at that point, I was like, um, okay, now I am at this point, but how am I going to maintain this? Because I don't want to be eating like this for the rest of my life. And also... I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm not a big fan of cardio, at least yeah. not in that way. Like I was sitting on the bike, you know, on the bike mm -hmm. and I had my hands on those like uh, heart rhythm monitor because he said it needs to be above 160 for like 20 minutes. And mm. uh, that was just so boring. Yeah. Um, I was like, I cannot maintain this, this lifestyle, but I want to keep a good physique. How can I make this happen? And that's when I really started to dive in nutrition for myself. I was like, that's when it really started. I was like, okay, I want to feel better and I want to stay at this physique or improve from here on, but I don't want to live the life that I've been living for the past three months because that's, that's terrible. So how can I do it differently? And, and yeah, that's, where my journey started and I figured it out basically along the way. So what is the better foods to eat? Um, you know, it starts with, started with calories, just counting calories, mm. figuring out like, okay, what is the amount of calories I need to eat to stay at this weight? Then I saw like, okay, uh, if I just eat this amount, I can stay at this weight. And it doesn't really matter if I eat chicken or beef as long as I get the same amount of calories, I will stay this way. So why would I just eat chicken and boiled vegetables? That sounds horrible. You know, I can just eat a, a cheesecake when I want it and, uh, and just eat beef and eggs mm. and I can still remain at the same weight. So it started there. It's really simple, you mm. know, only calories. And then you start to look more into the macros. You, you go one layer deeper. Mm. Say, okay. Like how much protein do, do I need? And, how can I, which food should I choose to, you know, get to that amount? And then you go a layer deeper, you go to the, 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 the vitamins and minerals mm. and you just keep adding to that. Uh, and that's how it really evolved. Then later you get into the really like nitty gritty details, right? Like Absolutely. should it be low carb, uh, like high fat? And then what sort of fats do you have? And like the timing of your meals and all that stuff. But starts really simple yeah the, the like the layers to the cake that 
it seems yeah. it's a reoccurring theme as well here. We've all been the track your calories, bro, uh, which I don't know what it looked like for you, but for a lot of people, including myself, when I fell into that calories trap, it was like, oh, well, if I'm only eating 2,000 or whatever, what have you, 2,200 calories in a day, I can look like this, but that means, you know, you, you eat the wrong foods then because you've all of these junk foods that are labeled, you know, as low calorie, mm -hmm. low fat, low this, low that, you know, it's keto, it's whatever, it's high in protein. But like right. you're saying, there's layers to the cake. And you realize that, oh, well, I'm eating these low calorie potato chips, you know, but they're layered in seed oils, and they're void of nutrition, where, you know, you start looking into that or exactly protein, protein, bio, bioavailability. Like you're eating all these low fat, high protein, low calorie, whatever, dry chicken breast, but then you get a nice fat, juicy steak and you don't even know, you know, the difference, how much better this is compared to this. But yeah, that's good. Um, I want to ask you now about your journey with calisthenics. Obviously, me and you have a history. Um, I mm -hmm. met in basic fit when I moved to Delft, the Netherlands. Right. That was uh, just a bit after all the strict lockdowns and all of that. Well, actually kind of in between because then it got a bit more strict again, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. I remember you were big into calisthenics. and Yes. So how did you go from like your... 105 kilo gym dude to then cutting down to then kind of taking this other path completely with you know using your body for that functional movement and focusing on body strength that's mostly forced also due to the pandemic mm. um i was always already following some guys on youtube that were doing uh these calisthenics and i, I was always extremely impressed by it you know it just it's just so impressive if you see a guy do like a human flag or a front lever or a, like a multiple muscle ups. I was like, mm. that's crazy. It would be so cool if I can do something like that. Mm. And then the, the pandemic came and the, the gyms just all closed up. Mm. I was like, well, this is my opportunity. I'm just gonna, oh. I'm just gonna learn this. Right. And let's, mm. let's, let's not see this as a, as a, something bad. Let's see this as something we can use you know, as an opportunity to go full and calisthenics, see how that goes. Mm. And my goal at that time was really, I want to learn the muscle up. So I was mostly training for muscle up. And I knew that because I'm really tall, tall people just have a huge disadvantage when it comes to calisthenics typically, because the leverages are just not really good. It's a, bit, a little bit technical, but it's just, um, you know, as a huge as tall dude who's, reasonably heavy it's not the easiest uh, thing to do but I, I just saw it as a challenge and I just uh, kept going there and um, and kept trying to get to that uh, muscle up and eventually I I got it so uh, and that that was just a little challenge to set my, for myself and when I got it I it just felt it felt like such an achievement mm. and yeah I think um, that really solidified my love for uh, for calisthenics. Mm -hmm. So quite obviously, we've came a very long way since those calisthenics days. I remember all of that, man. I remember when we just met, and that was uh, that was a big part of your days. So 
from since then, what has changed apart from your Instagram following exploding now in the in the last, we'll say, two years? Um, from those calisthenics days, how is your say health and fitness routine now? Would you say? Yeah, I started uh, doing more gym again. Mm. Um, also partly because just uh, the weather's here sometimes just not really inviting to uh, to go outside. Yeah. So I, I moved a lot inside again. I definitely aim to uh, to pick it back up as soon as the the rains go away and the temperatures get a little bit more comfortable. Mm. But now it's mostly um, mostly just going to the gym. I usually go five times a week. Uh, I do um, upper lower split, and then one day of you know additional stuff, maybe some shoulders, some arms, things that I. I usually don't do on the on the main days, so to say. Mm-hmm. And the goal is just um, slow, slow increase in in muscle mass and strength. So mm-hmm. I'm not really like I don't have any particular goal that I'm truly aiming for uh, in terms of you know weight or or um, anything else. I'm just trying to progress every time i just write down what what my current weights are and i just try to improve every week mm. so uh, just look better feel better that's good man that's exactly know, not, not pushing anything to the extreme oh i'm gonna eat white fish and, and chicken breast to cut down or i'm gonna no. stop myself with you no, know no, no. all of this junk just to get as much weight as possible that's good you know that's, exactly yeah and i i i um i do aim this summer to pick back up uh the muscle up see uh, if i can still do it hmm. and also i am training a little bit for um front lever hmm. so front lever is also one of those moves that when i saw people do that i was always very impressed um, so I try to do also in the gym, you can just easily do it. Some front lever hangs. Like I cannot do the full front lever, obviously, but I do a tucked front lever. I just try to hold it as much as long as possible. I do that. Yeah. Basically every session just to get used to the feeling and slowly progressing. Cause I, yeah, I just like to set some, some, some of these small challenges for myself, mm. uh, to keep, you know, keep things interesting and keep mm. challenging yourself yeah so i think that is that is important and when it comes to diet um like right now i just um i think i eat mostly what the paul saladino like um yeah. diet mm. like i'm not really following any dogma or anything but when you when it comes down to it it does look mostly like animal-based foods like Mm. meat fish seafood eggs dairy products and fruits um honey also but um yeah i'm not dogmatic about anything so i do eat some vegetables some from time to time because i just uh, like like uh, the added flavor Mm. um and uh you know sometimes i go out for a coffee and i uh order a brownie or something like mm. i i'm really not like oh this this cannot be eaten i'm gonna gonna die from this or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. that's a, <laughs> that's an important thing as well you know that's an important thing obviously there's uh 
a couple certain rules that shouldn't be broken, you know, um, especially in excess, you know, just eating like a kebab or a takeaway pizza every day is uh, mm. probably <laughs> not good for anything or anyone oh, in no. situation. But if you follow a good 80, 20, you know, with regards to your diet, right. it's uh, it's important. Uh, quite recently on Instagram, I posted a post about healthism. I saw it. Yeah. Cool. So, Health extremism, you know, when you fall into these like dogmatic ways, like you were saying of either stuffing your face with as much oatmeal as possible, trying to gain as much weight or only white fish and boiled, boiled broccoli, you know, only only this you event, yeah. you really just you, you can't do you can't do 100 percent because the opposite of 100 percent is zero and it's two sides of the same coin. So eventually that coin is going to flip. So exactly. No point of going. 100% into something here because eventually and people say no people say no this is a discipline issue this is a willpower issue no it's you're just not being realistic when it comes to to your life you know that 100% the flip side of that is zero whereas when it comes to what you're saying here you know not just being too strict if you want a little Haagen-Dazs ice cream you can have a little bit of Haagen-Dazs ice cream have a croissant with with your partner in a cafe nothing nothing's gonna happen that 80 20 that is where like true, you know, just happiness and just good enjoyment of life, you know, just you allow for, you know, the minimizing of stress and just right. you can live your life freely. So exactly. Like, yeah. Being so strict with the diet and doing cardio five times a week, jumping on that Stairmaster bike, what have you, you weren't happy with your life. You know, you felt like no. something was kind of off now. So it's, uh, it's nice to be able to kind of, detach from that and kind of get a third person view of hey maybe this isn't serving me maybe you know sometimes i need to stop being so strict with myself and that isn't to say you know after listening to this podcast go out and buy some doritos not absolutely but there's a time and place for everything and i feel like just being too strict with anything it's a net negative you know it gets to a point of mm. diminishing returns um, i struggled with this myself quite a bit as well when i was in that cutting phase um eating just those massive salad bowls i remember one example very thoroughly it was a good friend's birthday and he invited us and all the boys to uh like a sourdough pizza wood fire oven place and i remember at first i rejected the invitation because dude i'm eating chicken and spinach i can't go eat no pizza and drink mm -hmm. beer you know but eventually you know good friends so i was like oh yeah cool i'll go and i remember i went dude and everyone's like, oh, come on, just get a just get a pizza, man. Just come on. Everyone's drinking beer, eating pizza, get a pizza. And I remember I ordered a pizza, but then I just left. Before it came, I just I couldn't do it. And do it like looking back now, that is some real, real healthism. Like ordering some food and then just getting scared that, you know, oh, if I eat this sourdough, wood fire, not like a Papa John's or Little Caesars, like bad pizza. This was a good pizza. Mm -mm. Oh, it's just one event that I'm always going to remember and look back on. I'm like, dude, friend's birthday. One sourdough pizza slice isn't going to kill you. Why would you, you know, run home and, and just not even participate? Oh, it's crazy. Long rant there. Yeah, man. But anyhow, um, now that we've covered like the health and fitness side of things, I know that you're personally very interested in supplement research, right? And I, I remember on your Instagram for quite a bit, yeah. 
you flagged yourself as a supplement researcher. Obviously, quite a lot of your posts are about supplementation. So how did you get into that world? Yeah. Um, as soon as I started, of course, ordering some uh, whey protein back in the day, mm. I got exposed to these websites that, you know, sell usually a whole scala um, of supplements. Mm. And I was always completely overwhelmed by it because every supplement claims like the most ridiculous stuff like this is uh you know this is gonna burn fat to make you 10 times stronger whatever uh and i was always confused by that um but i started to look into it more also because of um a youtuber called more place more dates funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah more people uh, probably know him and he does this, uh, he sometimes does this supplement reviews or breakdowns. And then I figured out that, you know, a lot of the supplements out there, they are, they are not backed by science whatsoever. Yeah. They, there's underdosed, the ingredients they use are, you know, the worst type of ingredients. Yeah. For example, for magnesium, you have like 10 different types and then they use the worst, the least bioavailable type. Mm. and um yeah that that kind of sparked my interest so i was like okay there is apparently there is use in supplements but it really matters which one you choose and how much of that supplement you take Mm. so that kind of sparked my interest and i felt like um you know obviously a lot of people are watching him but still a ton of people are um this I'm completely ignorant of this mm. and they spend a lot of money on supplements mm. and thinking it it will like solve their issues mm. but if you look at what they're buying like one it it is not um even useful for the problems they are having mm. like two it's underdosed three it's like from a shitty manufacturer probably like it's not even a good product like the purity of the product is not good mm. And, you know, you can keep going on and on. Yeah. So I felt like, yeah, my own frustrations with that, I could share that with other people and just share my my journey, you know? Mm, That's massive, yeah. And you're so right, man, because once you start looking into it, you know, you obviously have the big, giant, you know, supplement companies. I won't name any names in a... In case I get cancelled, but you know they'll have their, <laughs> they'll have their magnesiums and they'll have their a vast array of supplements. But when you look into it, you know they just group magnesium as magnesium. Yes, take this, and magnesium is proven to completely make your life a hundred times better. But then once you look into the nitty gritty, the layers of the cake, just like in nutrition, it's like oh well, the form of magnesium in this particular supplement that they're selling for example is magnesium oxide which i would say it's it's still magnesium but i think a better use of that would be as a laxative compared to an actual magnesium supplement so you start looking into oh well you know there's also magnesium taurate or magnesium biglycinate or magnesium ethyronate and they all have like these different functions and different you know uses different bioavailability then you start looking into sources you know ideally you want something not sourced from a bad source obviously Mm -hmm. um so that's good man that's good clearing up the confusion that people have when they yeah 
that, I think that, it's just uh, sharing my own journey and that can be helpful for a lot of people. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. Um, there's probably something you are in the process of figuring out mm. and other people are in a similar position. So it can be useful for them to, you know, follow someone online that's that's on that journey and see what he's doing and what's working and what's not working mm. so um yeah for the longest time i had supplement researcher there i still consider myself a supplement researcher because i still do mm. it but what i realized is that i got so many questions from people that were looking for a supplement to solve their issues while they were not dealing with the root cause like their life was a mess and then I thought, you know, I don't want to be this guy. I can, I could take advantage of people and say, look, just take this supplement and it will fix your life and I can make money from it. But that's not the type of guy I am. Like, I actually, yeah, I actually want to help people. So I thought I need to add something to this page. I need to go deeper and actually talk about, you know, fix your lifestyle first. Let's look at nutrition. Let's look at sleep. Let's look at... Uh, your exposure to nature let's look at your exposure to toxic substances in your life mm. whether it's polluted air plastics or whatever and um, start fixing that first before we move on to the supplements i like supplements i think they're interesting but they should be like way behind on that priority list exactly yeah <laughs> exactly because it's uh, yeah. the, you know it's the, the easy fix and everyone always looks for the easy fix oh yeah but what you realize very, very quickly when you work with a holistic health coach is that the easy fix was right in front of you all along. It's uh, it's not as intense as this like massive three month transformation, only white fish, only, mm -hmm. only this and that and boiled veg. It's just kind of like reconnecting back to nature, kind of just, you know, like living how we should live. You know, I, I yeah. know it's a very vague term and it might be offensive to some because, oh, you can't tell me how to live. But just in accordance with our evolutionary biology, um, mm -hmm. but just while we're on supplements, right? So you're a supplement researcher. You've uh, you've messed around with your fair share supplements now at this stage, I imagine. So I have two questions for you. The first question is, what are the worst three supplements that you have taken? The biggest bullshit, biggest scams, waste of money. Do not recommend to anyone. Does anything come to mind? Uh, worst supplements. Let's think. Well, there's a ton of supplements that simply don't make you feel anything. Mm. Um, I would say one supplement that's at this moment that's going around very often that is quite a scam in my opinion. I, oh, I know this one. <laughs> you know this one? <laughs> Wait, can, uh, can I guess before you say it? Okay, say it, yeah. Orchesterone. Tocasterone is definitely <laughs> one of them. <laughs> uh, I have never tried that one uh, because it's just not uh, available here. Mm. But um, I know there's been also some research, like there's a guy online, he's like a, a chemist and he's taking the supplements from companies to check whether what they say is on the label, if that's actually true. Mm. And he found that tocasterone from prominent brands i'm not gonna name any names like uh, just to save your podcast here <laughs> but uh, they didn't contain like any zero ectosterone yeah, like, basically no tocasterone like 
yeah, not yeah, yeah. any as significant amount. So that's the one is definitely overhyped, I think. Um another one is beta alanine. I think beta alanine can work, but the way it is used nowadays, it will not work. So the race the reason that is is beta alanine you need to take about uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it's like four to six grams every day for a long period of time. It's kind of like creatine. It has a it needs a loading phase to build up in your body. But when you look at how beta alanine is used, usually it's part of a pre-workout supplement. So people take it only on supplement, uh, like on workout days, mm. and they usually take less than the four to six grams. Mm. So it's not going to do anything. Okay. If you do it, if you use it like that, it's never going to build up in your body and you only get the effects once it's like, it's building up in your body and your cells are kind of saturated with this, with this substance. Now, on top of that, beta alanine, when you take it, it gives you this tingling feeling. Usually people uh, experience like a sort of like itch, the yeah, itch creeps absolutely. up your face and your body is, is honestly, it's a terrible feeling. But the reason supplement companies put this in their pre-workout is because you take this stuff and you're like, wow, this is working, you know? Look how I'm feeling, you know? I'm on, yeah. I'm on fire, you know? Yeah. I'm, fire, I'm, full, I'm full of strength. And that's nothing. It does nothing to you, to you. Like, it does nothing for your strength. It does nothing for your endurance. It's literally just an itch. Hmm. But people, yeah, people are looking for this feedback, you know, and that's why the most pre-workouts are full of caffeine, like super high dose caffeine and then some beta alanine. So the combination is like, you're, you know, you're super caffeinated. So you're kind of like, like, uh, <laughs> shaking from the caffeine yeah, and yeah, you got this itch, but basically the, the, the rest of the ingredients usually are underdosed. They don't do anything. And the beta alanine itself is also, it's not helping you. So I think that's just, that's something people should be aware of. Uh, it's like, I'm feeling this itch. Yeah. Okay. But if you're not taking it every day and if you're not taking at least four grams, it's not doing shit for you. You're just getting itchy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me another one. Does another one come to mind right now? Uh, let's think. How about, let me, let me ask your opinion. One that has particularly uh, kind of nudged me in the past is BCAAs, BCAAs, branch chain amino acids. Oh, yeah. What's your thoughts on branch chain amino acids in a pill from like a major big, you know, supplement company? Obviously, they market it as you're going to get more muscle. Take these caps. You're going to get more muscle. Have you have you looked into what most popular BCAAs are? Yeah, so... The research on BCAAs is actually pretty underwhelming. Like it's not really doing much. Mm. Uh, recently, the research shows that you're better off with uh, EAAs. So that's like an, uh, again a subset of the the BCAAs. But in general, um, if you're getting enough protein from your food, it's completely like it doesn't do anything for you. Mm. Because BCAAs is just protein. And if you just eat enough protein, that 
little extra you're taking during your workout or whatever that makes no difference mm. absolutely no difference mm. the only people i would say bcaa's or eaa's could be useful for are vegans or vegetarians <laughs> Fair enough. yeah but yeah okay because <laughs> bcaa's or eaa's like those are the like the the uh, proteins that are most important for muscle building i guess mm. and um they are very available in all animal animal based protein mm. but they're way less available in most plant based protein mm. so you might actually see some benefits from taking that supplement if you're vegan but if you're just an omnivore or you're just eating plenty of animal based protein like you're already getting way enough of those like mm. you don't need more it's, it's a waste of your money and now the complete opposite of this question what are some supplements that you're currently taking what are some supplements that you recommend anything come to mind yeah so um obviously i should do the responsible thing here and that is uh medical disclaimer not yeah, a medical, medical disclaimer. Advisor, not medical advice not a doctor not an expert not certified you're safe no. good to go right right <laughs> Also, I think that what people should start with, actually, when it comes to supplementation is they should try to figure out their vitamin and mineral deficiencies in their diet. Mm. That's that's the first part. That's the easiest way to start. Um, because a lot of supplements are like additional, like on top of what you're doing. Like, um, But the vitamins and minerals, we know they are essential for your health. So what you could do is what I always recommend to people is go to a website like chronometer.com. Mm. It's free. And you can just fill in your diet maybe for like three days and it will measure all the vitamins and minerals in your diet. Now, after three days, you will probably see that, okay, actually every day I'm not getting enough magnesium through food alone. Mm. And at that point you can decide to do two things. Either you're going to really focus on getting more magnesium rich foods in your diet or at that point, you decide to start a supplement uh, because, yeah, maybe you just want to eat a certain way and there's just not enough magnesium um, get, getting in your system that way. So I think whenever you start supplementation, the best thing to do for your health is just to start uh, fixing your deficiencies, mm. like identifying your deficiencies and fixing them. And for most people, those will be magnesium, Vitamin K2 and vitamin E. Those are three big ones that are just difficult to get the food. And I would say like at least 50% of people are not getting enough of those through food. So that's definitely a, an easy way to identify your deficiencies and, and fix those with supplementation. Now, when it comes to additional supplementation, the my three favorites, and those are just for general health and performance, I guess, are uh, creatine, um, shilajit, and glycine. Those are those are my three yes. favorite. Agree, agree. That's the yeah. the big the big trio right there. Right. Mm. Yeah. So there's just the benefits from those those three are so broad. Uh, they they cover so many areas that yeah I just love them for that reason. You know, creatine obviously 
people think it's just for um, muscle building. Mm. Uh, but actually, it increases the available energy in your cells. Mm. Like it basically recycles um, when ATP is used, like ATP is the energy, it becomes ADP. Mm. And the, the cell cannot really do anything with that anymore. But creatine kind of recycles that, can turn that ADP, make it use useful again. So it's basically uh, making more energy available in your cells. And that's not just in your muscles. It's also in your brain, mm. in your organs, like everywhere. So that's obviously a huge benefit for you, like in terms of energy, in terms of how your body functions. Creatine is cheap. So I think, you know, in general, that should be a no-brainer. Now, glycine um, is also very important, I think, in the, in the modern diet. Because these days, we're mostly eating muscle meat. Mm. And muscle meats, they're high in methionine. This is an, uh, a protein, but not high in glycine. Glycine is mostly found in the connective tissue, like in the skin of, uh, of meat, around the joints, like the, the meat on the bone. That's Ooh. the sort of meat that most people don't eat a lot of. Glycine is also very, like, you find it a lot in gelatin and in the bone broth. And we actually need glycine for uh, the formation of collagen, mm. um, but also for the body produces its own creatine. And that process needs glycine. Mm. And glycine is used for bile, for the production of bile salts. So it's, it's important for your digestion of fats. Now, if you research this, the, the subject, you will find that the body can produce a little bit of glycine by itself, but the additional amount of that needs to come from food. Mm. Also, you can see that in the, the biochemical process, basically, when you get a lot of methionine, it needs to be balanced with glycine. This is just, without going into details, this is kind of how, how it works. So we're eating a lot of muscle meat, getting a ton of methionine, uh, but we're barely getting any glycine. Mm. Uh, through our diet, this most people are just not eating those those kind of meats. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so I think it could be a great for your health in general to add that glycine in to um, balance that uh, system, and I think you will see great benefits because the collagen, of course, it comes back in your skin, but also in your joint health. So if you're doing a lot of workouts and you care about your joints, it's important. And additionally. Uh, it will help you with your sleep. Sleep. That's the, the biggest benefit by far. It will help you with your sleep. And it has also been shown to possibly increase growth hormone. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen that. That's when you're gigadosing, which I'm currently doing at the moment. I believe that yeah. was done at a 22.5 gram dose. Right, right, right. That's something like, is it five or very shortly after you have a big spike in uh, in growth hormone? Exactly. Uh, so I found that very, very interesting. And the good news is there. You said creatine is cheap. I'll actually, I will say that two years ago, creatine was so much cheaper than it is now. I went to oh, buy yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. really good source creatine, but I believe it's like almost 5x in price just yeah. about yeah. everywhere. And you used to be able to buy like one kilo, two kilo, you know, big bags. Now, if you take a look around, for the most part, every company is selling 300 gram 
you know, 300 gram little tubs. They don't even want to sell like the whole kilo and that 300 grams run you love. But the glycine, the glycine, it's reasonably priced, you know, for the, for the quality of the product that you're getting as well from a good source, it's very, yeah. very reasonably priced. So that is definitely one mm-hmm. that I do think that most people would, uh, would do well on. And now, yeah. uh, Talk to me about Shilajit. Obviously, I post a lot about Shilajit. I just had mine in a little espresso. Um, but talk to me oh, about yeah. your experience with it. Yeah, I also really like Shilajit. I think, um, you know, the benefits are, if you look into it, the benefits are so wide. First of all, yeah. it's great for your fertility and for your uh, testosterone. So that's already, as a man, that's a great benefit, right? But it's also been shown to be great against fatigue and to help with oxygen, to help with detoxification. Um, And it's just because when you look at the profile of Shilajit, you know, when they do some tests on it, it has a wide range of trace minerals. Many of uh, them are not available in our diet anymore. Because we are just eating only packaged foods from the store that are very clean. But you can imagine in earlier days when the food was maybe like all of it was organic, of course, and just come straight from the farm. Kind of you're getting, some people discuss it, it's just dirt. They say it's just dirt. And in, in a mm. sense, it's like a little bit, it's, it is a little bit like that. That mm. some of those minerals and things that are used to be in the ground, uh, that can actually benefit us. They're not available in our foods anymore because we're eating so so such clean like clean foods. Mm. And we're missing out on these uh, these minerals that have all kinds of facts that I think half of what children should do is thus we don't even know about it. Mm. Um, like it, it just hasn't been researched. For me as well, it's just the only supplement I believe that I've ever tried that actually gives you that tangible feel like, okay, with glycine, I sleep better, but it's still not that, you know, you don't really feel it. You just sleep better. But with Shilajit, you take it in the morning and you just like, it's, have you watched Limitless? The the, yeah, 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 the yeah. NZT pill? It's maybe like, let's say 10% of that. You're just kind of like, Ooh, it's like, you, you, it's like you've had just like a double, triple espresso without yes. having a double, triple espresso. Exactly. That's uh that's massive. It's uh it's interesting, man. Like once once you look into that supplement research side of things, it's literally, you know, if if you provide the body what it's missing and what it's deficient in, and you know, your body just operates better. It's pretty, you know, pretty self-explanatory up there. But as you're saying now, with the way the modern diet is and with how sterile everything is and with how many things we're missing out on, it's so important. It like it's so easy to fall into, you know, these nutrient deficiencies and not even know about it. You know, you just feel mm. so it's so yeah. important to to use something like chronometer to to check that out and to, you know, just feel feel your best self because you know, one life, why why not feel better, you know, and why not take the steps right. to feel better, you know? I guess uh, it's time to be better. Exactly. <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> like it man i like it um, uh, <laughs> we're coming up on just about an hour now so what i'm going to ask you now is i know march is a busy month for you i know yes. you are doing a couple master classes with your audience in march so exactly just want to 
get you to plug that for yourself and tell the people exactly what it is and we'll be wrapping up shortly. Yeah, so the reason I started doing that is just because um, you can only say, say so much in an Instagram post. Mm. Um, and I think it comes comes across way better if I just teach people face-to-face and like uh, on a call, on a lesson and really go into detail. And I just love to share the things I learned myself. So I decided, you know what, let's do some uh, masterclasses. And there's three topics I'm uh, going to cover. So three separate masterclasses on uh, things. I just feel like I know a lot about it. Um, so I, I have a lot to share in that area. So the first one um, is going to be about how to grow on Instagram. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I really started from the bottom up. I never followed any courses or anything. I just experimented and tried my way. And I, I got decently far, I would say. Um, I have grown two accounts to 15,000 plus. Um, so I have my own account, of course, obviously, time to be better. I actually also have another account that most people don't know about. It's for photography account uh, about Asian photography. So pictures from Japan and China, whatever. And that's also uh, more than 15K. And I also work as a freelance uh, social media consultant for a Dutch startup. So I use my skills for, for that startup to earn more money. Um, so I, I think I know a decent bit that uh, I, I would love to share with other people that have a great story and just want to you know start their own page. The second one is about um, uh, how to set up a nutrition plan to lose weight. Um, because we're in March now and I think in July people want to look you know good enough for the beach maybe Uh, and a lot of people they just don't have money to get a coach Uh, like the the the, the diets that are out there are just not working for them because they're too you know strict or like one size fits all Uh, and I'm just gonna teach people during that masterclass how to set up a nutrition plan for weight loss that is tailored to you, you know, specifically for you, that works for you. Uh, That includes the food that you like and still uh, gets you the goals you want and also keeps you healthy. Like we talked about today, that includes the right nutrients. Um, And yeah, once you know how to do that, you never need a coach anymore. You don't need to follow some stupid like uh, PDF diet. You can just make your own. Mm. Uh, so I think that would be very useful it's what I'm doing like I'm walking the walk so I can just tell you how I'm doing it and Mm. then people can follow it and the third thing is about uh, productivity and discipline so at the moment I work a full-time job as a software engineer I have this freelance job for a Dutch startup uh, obviously I'm doing this sort of thing like I'm doing supplement research I'm doing coaching I'm running my own page so basically I'm working you know around the clock yeah. and in order to do that you need to yeah you need to be really smart about your time you need to be disciplined you need to know what you're doing like time management and certain ways of arranging a lot your life in order to uh, not get distracted and to get a lot of work done I developed these techniques and these ways of living uh, over the years. And it's necessary if you're a young guy, you want to get a lot of things done. 
and sometimes you, you might be in school or you might also have a nine to five job that you still want to get the side hustle going. You still want to go to the gym. You still want to do all those other things. And that requires you to uh, arrange your life in a, in a smart way. And I'm just going to teach all the techniques that I use myself in order to do that mm. during that masterclass. So uh, those are the three masterclasses. Uh, yeah, I'm very uh, excited about them. And uh, they're going to be in uh, the last week of March, I think it's 24, 25, 26. Let's see. Yep. 24, 25, 26. Uh, you can find more information on uh, my website, timetobebetter.com. Uh, also, two as well. As well as two. Yes. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, we can put it in the description or something. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you can also find me on Instagram and then in the in my bio is the link uh, and you can go to my website or you can just send me a DM uh, for the info. It's going to be live, of course. So people that attend live, they can just ask questions. But if you're not able to attend live, there's also going to be a recording available. So I'm just going to like, you can still buy it and I will just send you the recording. Uh, so you can still enjoy all the content and just send me some questions if you have them afterwards through the mm. dm so it doesn't really matter wherever you are in the world or if the the date and time is not convenient for you you can still enjoy the content mm. so yeah that's really it long story but uh <laughs> well that's uh, that's massive that's uh that's a lot of value you're providing to people you know um so i'm excited to see how that goes for you so big uh big march for you the, the end yeah, exactly yeah well yeah i think we're Doing pretty good on time. This is uh this has been over an hour, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. This it's has been, been a great nice podcast, learning about your beginnings and you know, going from like that zero to hero journey. We love a bit of that. So louder, time to be better. Thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you, man. Thank you. It was uh it was a pleasure. And I do believe that we will be seeing each other again for another podcast because there's oh, yes. Let's do it. That, uh, that we did not touch. So uh, in the next coming few weeks, months, whatever, I'm sure that people will be hearing your voice again. So yeah, once Great. again, thank you. Awesome. And to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. This has been episode two of the Fundamental Wisdom Podcast with Vouter from Time To Be Better. Vouter, have a good Sunday, my man. You too, oh, man. Thanks for See living. ya.